up to $26,000 per employee? They call it the 15-minute refund, but it's not a gimmick. It's for business owners who stuck it out during the pandemic. The Employee Retention Tax Credit, or ERTC. But time is running out to get started. Talk to the experts. JWC Advisors at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Who are they? CPAs who will keep you on the right side of the IRS. So do it the right way. Go to iHeartTaxRefunds.com. That's iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Kevin, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. It's great to have you here. Thanks for taking out. Take, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day to hang out with us here at the Grit Daily uh, Startup Podcast. You know, Jevin, we talk a lot about the world of startup on this show, the good, the bad, the gritty parts of it. So I'm very curious to learn about what your experience has been in that world. But before we do all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your backstory and what really brought you to present day on what you're currently focused on. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's always, it's always a windy road. And, um, and I have to say one of the great things about web three and, and everything that's happening in the space is it's uh, it collects people from, from all walks of life. And so whether you're a PhD in quantum physics from, uh, from Stanford who, who got hooked by the, the promise of web three and the technologies or your uh, community focused uh, marketing person who really wants to build the uh, the power of uh, of DAOs and, and lift people up. It it collects everybody, which is cool. And so for me in particular, um, you know, I've always been a, a huge proponent of kind of getting to the bleeding edge of technology and, and trying to to really move the needle there. And uh, you know, back in 2015, 2016, kind of went down the rabbit hole, uh, you know, on crypto and. And really, uh, really saw the promise of it, and, and wanted to be in the space, and moved out to LA after exiting a, a more traditional business at an omni-channel uh, business. We had e-com stores, uh, you know, had had a mining partners, manufacturing facility. So, uh, so truly, kind of old school type of stuff, and uh, was always trying to to learn to learn more and to bring, especially in the industry I was in, which you know historically they're laggards in terms of uh, technology adoption. Trying to really move them forward. And, and at, at some point, uh, and after making an exit from that business and moving out to LA, I, I was able to, uh, to find some like-minded people and have been, uh, yeah, just uh, working in the space ever since, building lots of really, really fascinating uh, technology for people uh, from a blockchain perspective. So everything from NFT marketplaces uh, to, uh, to also working in the brain-computer interface space. So I feel like I, I found my tribe <laughs> shortly. Yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds like that. So, so let's let's break down what you guys are doing over at AE because it's clearly extremely relevant with where we're at right now with with Web three and the blockchain and everything moving towards that direction. So, how did this all start? Where did you conceptualize the idea? And then, you know, what, what are you guys primarily focused on? And who do you serve best? Yeah. So, you know, a team of uh, a team of technologists, and um, from a Web three perspective, uh, we really saw. Uh, going through several of the cycles and uh, and living through the uh, the crypto winters as they may be, we we really saw an opportunity to to double down um, in those in those periods, those troughs, and continue to build our expertise and uh, the team and capabilities uh, and and think about 
you know, what was going to happen, uh, you know, when it shot out like a rocket ship on, on the next run, which it, which it definitely did. And I think we're in an unprecedented time. And so we've really positioned ourselves to kind of straddle, as we say it, like the DGENs in the suits. And, and what I mean by that is we, we help large, uh, you know, enterprise companies, so Fortune 100 type companies do full blockchain implementation. So everything from strategic advisory services, community go-to-market services, uh, tokenomics, smart contract deployment, um, drop, you know, running all these different NFT drops and making sure that the roadmap is tight and, and that we're talking to, to their users who ultimately are in two different uh, groups, whether they're crypto natives or, um, you know, crypto newbies, as it may be, and, and making sure that, uh, you know, that, that we maintain the brand affinity that those users have to these, to these large storied, storied brands. And yeah, that, that part's been extraordinarily fun because, you know, we get to, uh, to propagate blockchain technology and, and touch millions and millions of users while, while really kind of shifting the focus um, and the perspective that the company has towards their users, wherein it's not as much of a top-down approach. It really is bottom-up where you have to listen, uh, listen to your users, listen to the community, and, and ultimately shift your, shift your business practices because of that. So um, that, that, that's been quite a bit of fun. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. So what's your favorite part of the, of the day-to-day operations of what you currently do? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and um, you know, I, I really do I really do love all of it. But I think, uh, and I actually um, jumping onto uh, this podcast was just on a a really um, amazing call. I think the calls and the meetings wherein we're talking about strategy uh, to these Fortune 100 and with these Fortune 100 companies, uh, there's so much blue sky uh, as it relates to uh, what we can do with Web three from like an NFT utility perspective. Um, currently, and then there's all of the things uh, that we don't know. We don't know as a group, and so uh, you kind of get together with these groups. You're working with you know chief innovation officers, chief marketing officers, uh, lead engineers, lead architects, and starting to plot out and map out what do we have to do from a compatibility perspective. What do we have to do from a build perspective, uh, and then you know how are we going to um, you know how are we going to really increase utility for uh, for the end user? So I, I think that those those moments when you realize, okay, there's um, you know, there's 50 million or 100 million users um, on the other side of this project that uh, ultimately, you know, we're hoping to to impact uh, impact their lives in a, in a in a positive way, and it kind of comes back to one of AE Studios, uh, you know, kind of guiding foundational, um, you know, missions and visions is to to be effective altruists and to to really be impacting people's lives through the technology that we're deploying. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's really it's unavoidable. I mean, you can't. You know, this isn't something that you know we're just not going to do that. I think it's you know it's something where the the migration to the blockchain and brands adapting to Web three is going to happen significantly faster. I would use the example of like Web two, and just a simple example of you know businesses that feel that they didn't need a presence on social media because they've done business for X amount of, of time without utilizing any Web two solutions at all. I think that's going to be drastically different here with Web three and how brands and businesses really adopt to that. Have you had any thought around that, around that topic at all? Yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. And something that you said, you know, at the, at uh, the top there that it's moving, it's moving faster. And so I'm um, sure you can, you know, look back to uh, look back to the dot-com boom and you can look at those timelines and, and you can look at the, uh, the peaks, um, of, you know, against those timelines and, and things really are moving quite a bit faster. You know, you look at companies like, of course, you know, Yuga Labs and, and what they're doing, this most recent 
uh, Moonbirds launched through, um, uh, you know, Kevin Rose and, and how fast the game is changing. That That is, uh, you know, rather um, rather exciting. And, and I think for us, um, we're always thinking about how can we, how can we expedite that uh, even more? How can we accelerate it? And so we recently launched, we were co-lead sponsors at NFTLA and we, uh, we launched Token Runners and Token Runners is a fully customizable white label uh, NFT marketplace. And, you know, we built that because uh, again, many enterprise partners and, and, and Web3 startups and people were coming to us to build a custom NFT marketplace. And for us, we saw a market inefficiency, both from a dollars perspective and a timeline perspective, wherein if we could just build, you know, the tooling and the platform and, uh, you know, create an SDK and uh, be able to uh, enable these companies to launch um, an NFT project quicker than we feel like we uh, were part of the accelerant in, in making it move faster. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's exciting how, uh, how quick things are moving. It is. And it's crazy. I mean, I, I've been active probably for the past, I'd say, year, right about a year, right around May when Gary V launched V Friends last year, and I did not get, I did not buy one because I didn't understand what was really going on. Uh, but it's been an exciting year to say the least, and I've been collecting NFTs and failing miserably. And there's been a couple, you know, okay winners, and I'm I'm doing it for experimental purposes to to get in there and and and, and get my you know, teeth cut a little bit and and understand how this ecosystem and world works. But I, the amount of people that hit me up and ask me if I can help them with their NFT project is unbelievable, and I love the you know I love the compassion towards wanting to go and figure it out, but I'm definitely not the one to help them figure out an NFT project yet. But it just goes to show that the eagerness is there from what people's perception is and what they see their community already doing. Yeah, I, I think you're 100 right, and and uh, you know education is a is a huge component of this, and um, the the eagerness that you're that you're sensing as well. I think it's it, the feeling is that there's a lot of people out there who are who are trying to catch up because it went from not understanding it to um, it almost feeling a, a bit uh, exclusive, which really doesn't um, it isn't part of the Web three ethos. You know, it really isn't inclusive movement and uh, the exclusivity came from, you know, terminology, you know, DJ good morning, you know, wag me all these different things. And, and now people are trying to catch up. And, and as you know, the general population pushes to catch up the brands um, really have uh, have a lot of work to do because they're not doing what, uh, you know, what you, what you did where you go in and you start to buy and you fail a little bit. And, you know, I was just recently at a uh, Salesforce uh, sponsored and, um, event for CMOs from around the world. And we were talking about Web3 strategy. And, and I asked, you know, how many of you uh, have actually bought an NFT and how many of you are on Discord uh, and how many of you are a part of the community um, there and learning how people are interacting with these projects and, and how people view utility. And, uh, you know, it's very, very few at the end of the day. So I think just getting getting out there um, actually, you know, buying into some projects, getting into some communities, learning how people, um, you know, how people put value on this is, uh, is vital. So happy yeah. that you're doing that. And <laughs> it's great. Diving in here, diving in painful experience at times, but, uh, Hey, you know, I just bought a party horse about 15 minutes ago because I get a bottle of maker's mark with a custom horse on it later on this year. And they're doing some stuff with the Kentucky Derby. So that's how my Friday morning's been. <laughs> Jeffin. Yeah. Over here in the world of, of, of NFTs. But again, mildly exciting at the same time. I'm just, I got to think that being an early adopter to this world has to have some extreme, extreme benefits, um, you know, for, for years and decades to come. So I'm fired up about it. 
Yeah, so, no, that's great, by the way, and, and happy that uh, you got a bottle. Cheers to you. Yeah, yeah. They said at some point this year, but that happens a lot with the NFT projects, but that's the cool part. Stuff just shows up and you're like, oh, I forgot about that one I bought. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the startup world, what, what's, what's been some of the craziest parts of the startup process and world for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you're, you're, you're really building the plane, um, you know, as, uh, as you're flying or however the colloquialism there goes and, and everything is, is moving extraordinarily fast. And, and the way I approach it, uh, personally and talk to my team about is, um, you know, without being too dramatic, you know, it's a, it's a do or die situation, um, at any given moment. And then those decisions, be they micro, uh, or compounding to macro, those compound over time. And so, you know, really approaching everything and giving it the weight that it deserves and being extraordinarily fast in, in those decision-making moments, that's the difference between, you know, whether you go, you know, to a hundred million or you, or you go to zero. And, you know, when you look at all of the startups, um, you know, each year uh, that come to market, and the majority of them are going to go to zero. So, so we really try and take through all of our decisions here a long-term view, right? Like how how is this going to impact, and, and how are the decisions we're making today? What are the implications of them, both from a technology perspective, from a team perspective, from a management perspective? And so, yeah, it's um it's exhilarating. It's not for everybody, uh, that's for sure. You know, one of the things that that I talk about a lot when when bringing new team members on is what, what's your what's your comfort level with ambiguity and and I try and get to the core of of how resilient they are because uh, you know it's battle and uh, <laughs> whether either you like it uh, love it truly or uh, or it's not for you but uh, it, it's great for those of us who do absolutely and we talked a little bit about the best part of the work that you've done what would you say as a general like response for your, your startup experience, what's been the best part other than exit, <laughs> exits, the best part of the startup process for you? Yeah, I think it's the lifelong friends that you make and, you know, you're out there, uh, you're in, you're in battle and um, to be able to, to trade war stories with, uh, you know, with people at, at other startups or, or people that, you know, become lifelong friends that, that you've been working with as, as you go through all of these challenges and, and also, you know, experiencing the big wins together. I think that that sense of community, uh, you know, for those of us who are, who are in the space, that, that's, that's priceless. Absolutely. It totally is. It totally is. So any final thoughts for our listeners on both the work that you're doing and where we're at with Web3 and what people should really take to heart and keep in mind? Yeah, I mean, I think get out, get out there and do it, and, and don't be afraid to to fail. And I think that that's tied to you know both uh, startups, but but Web three in general. You know, you have to you have to learn, um, you have to educate yourself. You're you're gonna scrape your knees and, and elbows a couple of times, but pick yourself up and and keep having a growth mindset, which is you know truly a, a core value of ours here at uh, at AE Studio and. You know, I guess uh, as uh, as we all say, when when moon and uh, <laughs> you'll moon after you keep fighting. So uh, so go for it. Absolutely. Well, I uh, really enjoyed our conversation, Jeb, and I look forward to, to keeping in touch and, and and learning more about what you guys got going on over at AE. Wanted to encourage you to keep up the great work. You're clearly doing work that matters because you're bringing people and brands into the new frontier, and there's a much needed um, uh, demand for that right now. So, thanks again for your time. Thanks for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Th- thanks so much for having me. And just a a quick shout out. We'll be at NFT NYC and. You can find us, of course, at AE.studio and check out Token Runners um, on Twitter, run Token Run, and 
we have a, uh, a really amazing uh, couple of launches going on at NFT NYC, including with the First Ape Wives Club uh, on, uh, on on Dapper's blockchain flow. Uh, that's that's just going to be you know a big party and a ton of fun. So yeah, reach out and hope to talk to all of you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for plugging that information, listeners, and you'll be able to get the relevant links in the show notes as well, too, in case you weren't able to jot those down uh, real quick on here. But uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you in New York City. Excellent. Hope to see you soon. Thanks, Jevin. Thanks. Bye. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. We love the employee retention tax credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com.